what is life if we can't move? And how much if we can't move changes our whole psyche? How much of that changes our emotional makeup? Everything. So that's true in human beings. With dogs, that's all they have is moving, you know. I'm Phil Hatterman, and this is Dog Words, presented by Rosie Fund. Today, we welcome dog massage therapist Liz Jeans, along with her delightful companion, Destinado, who you may hear happily jingling in the background during the interview. If you're new to this podcast, in each episode, we explore the world of dog care and companionship. We save each other as the motto of Rosie Fund, which simply means the more we do for dogs, the more they do for us, and they already do a lot. If you love dogs, you'll love dog words. Thank you to everyone who's downloaded, subscribed, rated, and shared the podcast. Now that you're a follower, take the next step and become a participant. Let us know what you want to hear. Go to the podcast page at rosiefund.org and send suggestions for topics and guests. Please follow Rosie Fund on social media, especially the free Rosie Fund YouTube channel that offers great videos of Rosie, Peaches, and Shelter Dogs. We still need more subscribers to reach our goal that will give us the Rosie Fund URL on YouTube. It's not too late to reserve a date for the Wires Underground Concert Series this fall. If you live in the Kansas City area and would like to host a small and socially distant outdoor concert in your backyard or on your porch, please contact The Wires at thewiresduo at gmail.com. T-H-E-W-I-R-E-S-D-U-O at gmail.com. If you're not familiar with the alternative string duo, The Wires, it's the music you're listening to right now. The mission of Rosie Funds is to provide humans with the resources and education they need to give senior and harder-to-adopt dogs a better life. We thank you for joining our mission. Today on Dog Words, we're excited to welcome dog massage therapist Liz Jeans. Welcome to the show, Liz. Hello. How are you, Phil? I am well, and we'll get into dog massage here in a moment. But first, what's your background with dogs? Have you always been a dog person? I would say I'm just on the normal range of, you know, had a dog when we were kids. Of course, I loved her, but um, like dogs, but I wasn't a dog nut. And we had horses too. And I liked horses, but I wasn't a horse nut. I just really liked them. So my first love has always been dance and arts education. And all of those things, I think, are part of being healthy and healing. So to me, the healing arts, education arts, they all go together to mm-hmm. make a person happy. As I got older, I was out on the West Coast, and my best friend, who we had had a dance company together, had gotten involved. As I went into dance education, she got into the fitness and spa industry and um, was later asked to direct a spa in Cabo San Lucas. And she thought it'd be a good idea if I went down too. So, and she thought I'd be a great massage therapist. <laughs> and because it was Cabo San Lucas instead of Winnipeg. I said I'd go. <laughs> yeah. So, so um, that's where I spent my first year learning. You know, I mean, I was trained in massage therapy and then really felt like I had a year there interning and learning, running a spa, all of those things and the various techniques of massage. So I've done that for a long time. That was in 1997, a long time ago. Before that, in the 90s, I'd had a dog and... When she hit around two years old, I lived out in the country, and she at times would be aggressive, and I totally freaked out, had no way of knowing how to deal with that, and so I I just didn't feel like I was a great dog owner. You know, it was different 
back then, how we dealt with dogs, too. Mm-hmm. A lot of things happened because I, I left her behind when I went to Cobblestone. So I've got a lot of guilt around not being a good dog mother. Mm-hmm. This is later on in 2011, around then, I wanted to get a dog again, and I wanted to be a better mother. <laughs> and I was a massage therapist, so I, I looked into getting trained in dog massage. So that's kind of how that happened. And it was basically, in one part, was just so that I'd be a better owner. <laughs> to your credit, not everyone learns from those experiences. Like, well, that's just a bad dog, and I'll get another oh. dog. It was, okay, I played a role in this. I can't go back and change that dog, but I can change me for the benefit of any future dogs I encounter. Right. And I know there's ways to deal with it. And I didn't know how to deal with it, and I didn't. There weren't as many people training dogs in those ways at that time either. You know, so there wasn't a lot of and knowledge, our, as much knowledge yeah, as our, there is now. Our guest last week, uh, dog mm-hmm. trainer Trish McMillan, and she talks about her history of, you know, here's what we did with choke chains. Like we don't use choke chains anymore. Right. That was their way We of know doing now it. that was wrong, and the way we would punish dogs, that was wrong, and that has evolved. It's changed dramatically. Anyway, that's how I got into it. And I, as a decision, asked the, a veterinarian that was nearby if I could intern there. So for six months, twice a week, I came in and would give complimentary dog massages as I was learning. So that was a great experience. And that started my association with Stateline Animal Hospital, which is in Leewood. Did you feel you had an advantage as a dancer than becoming a massage therapist just because of your understanding of the yes. human body. All of it, yeah, all of it was very integrated. It's like for me, yeah, your body's very important. Because I teach yoga, and yes. I can tell the difference between someone who has body awareness and someone who doesn't. Oh, yes, and it's like, and I should charge less for the ones who have body awareness because it makes my job so much so easier. much easier. And movement is freedom. Movement is freedom. It's so important. So all these things. I think made me a better massage therapist. And I'm a Taurus too. Tauruses are into their, they're very physical and into their bodies. So that gave you an advantage becoming a massage therapist, having a body awareness of someone who used their body. Yes, who, for, who cares about their body, who wants their body yeah, to work. For, for dance. <laughs> yeah. Did you yes. feel you had that same advantage working with dogs? even though their bodies obviously are different from ours. Well, what is different working with dogs is it's a wonderful thing. It's so much fun working with animals because they have no agenda. The difficulty or what was always a conflict for me in doing massage as a therapist is people have agendas, you know, and you have to, you have to really be playing. Well, dogs have no agenda. Let's just go to that. I'm not going to say what people have. Yeah. I'm going to say what dogs do. They, they know the massage feels good. Yeah, and they respond. And, and if it doesn't, they'll tell you. You know, I mean, and there's no there's no judgment on that. You know, and the other is, you know, dogs are unconditional lovers. You know, they they teach us that. Mm-hmm. And when I'm working with a dog, dogs have allow me to develop more. Um, I get to explore all the ephemeral levels of massage, you know, of really understanding energy and going with it much deeper. I've gotten massages for years, and I had an aha moment many years ago with 
the massage therapist I use now who's wonderful, Stacy Case, and she was our guest in a previous episode with Essential Oils for Dogs. I had to learn how to become a massage patient uh-huh. and be in the moment, not resist what she's doing, not tense up, not try to help. Not try to help. There's just a lot of different things. I mean, what it is, is massage is an exchange, and it's a give and take, and it is being in the moment. Mm-hmm. And that's what, as human beings, we're not always that. Yeah, it seems know? like an odd thing to say, but I'm much better at getting massages than I used to be. Oh, I believe you. And so I get much and more you, benefit. And you, yes, we learn from it. Mm-hmm. And it's a trust thing. Yes. It's totally a trust. And, yeah. And that's the same. So with with a person sometimes developing that trust, just you've got a brain and thought processes, mm-hmm. all that. With animals... They're pretty much willing to give you the trust until it's not earned. Mm-hmm. You know, or, yes, or they give you the benefit of the doubt. They give you the benefit of the doubt. If you blow it, then they'll let you know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, with their unconditional love, I think I get to become a better massage therapist because I really get to explore more because of their ability of unconditional love. And acceptance, which is what all of life and healing is about. You know, if we if we can, I mean, that's one of our things to be learning from dogs is they're the ones who can teach us a little bit what unconditional love is. And I'm going to go back to yoga here for a moment. Fine. I love yoga too. <laughs> uh, with a client, sometimes you have to figure out how do I get around their preconceived notions or their non-productive agenda without pushing them away mm-hmm. because some people you can straight up tell them you have this notion that's not going to help us get where we're trying to get. Let's move past that. Some people will resist that. And so you can't, you can't you do can't it push. directly. You just have to work around with a dog. You don't have to try to figure out what's their agenda. What's their preconceived notion. How do I win them over? Like you said, their trust is built in. Mm-hmm. I just have to not screw it up. Right. And so it's it's very enjoyable. And as I said, it allows you then to do a better job. It allows you to do what your purpose is, you know, of helping them. They let you help them. And they let you help them and they guide you. And, um, and it's always fun. At State Line Animal Hospital, I work with a chiropractor and acupuncturist there. Dr. Kimberly Hunt and Dr. It does the chiropractic and Dr. Sally Barchman does the um, acupuncture. Mm-hmm. And she is the vet and owner of, the, of State Line Animal Hospital. But a lot of times I can find things that then I get to direct and tell the chiropractor and back and forth where we work together. And that is so common with humans yes. that a chiropractor coordinates with a massage therapist yes. or a yoga instructor yes, an acupuncturist for a holistic approach. This was several years ago on Animal Planet. I saw the episode was about golden retrievers, and it just so happened that this family took their golden retrievers to an acupuncturist. Mm-hmm. And these dogs would, they were golden retrievers in the backyard. They would just bang into each other and just play <laughs> with abandon and would just beat up till they could hardly move. And then they would put the dogs once or twice a week into the minivan, take them to the acupuncturist. And you could see the transformation that took mm-hmm. place with those dogs getting back. They can move now. They could 
yes. jump back into the minivan. So whether it's massage or acupuncture or chiropractic, giving your dog what they need to live their best life is being a responsible dog owner. Yes, and it's the same. I mean, dogs are clear than, for all people. What is life if we can't move? And mm-hmm. how much if we can't move changes our whole psyche? How much of that changes our emotional makeup? Everything. So that's true in human beings. With dogs, yeah. that's all they have is moving, mm-hmm. you know. And the same thing, you want them to be fully alive and vibrant. And we should with people too, you know. The body is remarkable at healing itself, but mm-hmm. it also... It needs help. It, it needs help <laughs> and it will compensate. Yes. And yes. those compensations can lead to complications, which would have been much better had it been nipped in the bud yes. with massage, chiropractic, acupuncture, Immediately. dogs, humans, both. Yes, and it's ex- yeah, all of it is the exact same for people and dogs. It's like as soon as something happens, you don't want to create the cycle of of moving in this incorrect way, mm-hmm. you know, making all those adjustments that then throw off your body and get them set in place. Mm-hmm. You want to change it back to the most alignment as fast as possible. And I'm not a health professional, uh-huh. but I hear it from health professionals all the time who send me people for yoga. Someone will identify pain in an area that is not the problem. Yes. It's just where the pain is manifested. Mm-hmm. And so they focus on addressing the for place instance, mm-hmm. yeah where they feel the, the pain symptom. and then when they go to a medical professional they find out no that's where you're compensating that's carrying the the brunt mm-hmm. of the problem which is actually an entirely different part of the body yes that happens a lot and uh, if you could have someone who knows the body address it people and dog owners mm-hmm. you'd be amazed the difference it can make in your life well if you don't fix the source of the problem, you're mm-hmm. not going to fix anything, you know. Yeah. I mean, you'll just keep having yeah. it. And I've talked about it before on, on the podcast that uh, my primary client base for yoga is golfers. Mm-hmm. And they're most often referred to me by a golf instructor. Uh-huh. And they go to the golf instructor because I want you to fix my grip. My grip is wrong and I'm doing this because I get this result. And it's like, well, it doesn't matter what we do with your grip until we fix your stance. Uh huh. And we can't fix your stance until you have the ability to balance, balance. on your backswing and your follow through. So I'm going to have you work with Phil so mm-hmm. that you can balance, then I can fix your stance and we can mm-hmm. fix your grip because, yeah, the golf instructor can tweak things and make your slice a little bit better for a couple rounds, but that's not going to last. Yeah. And it's not going to be consistent and reliable till we fix the real issue. It's like having your foundation. Mm -hmm. The foundation has to be solid and correct and in alignment. So you're doing that for dogs with massage and in coordination with the other medical health professionals. Uh Yes. It sounds all wonderful and rosy. Just bring the dog in and (laughs) do an adjustment or give them massage and they're good to go. I'm guessing there's been some challenges with working with dogs, though. It's not always that simple. Sometimes you can't work with a dog. I mean, that can happen. Mm-hmm. We had um, a little, well, the the dog ended up being me home, but it was like a young Great Dane. And she just had crazy energy. And I mean, she, you know, I brought her into the room and she was just running back and forth and back and forth. You know, you can't fight that. 
But what happened is she got rehomed. Now she's now she's balanced. She wasn't getting enough exercise. She wasn't getting all mm-hmm. the things she needed. And now I can give her a massage. But it's like you've got to fix the same thing. It's like she was emotionally not getting, she was not getting any of her needs met, which you know exercise is a huge part of their needs and emotionals also. So credit to dog owner that recognizes massage therapy could benefit my dog, Mm -hmm. but don't overlook the other aspects. It's not going to fix everything. Right, right. But most of the time it works pretty well. Like I can give another example of there's this huge, well, he looked like a, he looked like a white wolf. And he was probably, how high is this? Is this three feet, four feet? Yeah, it's about three and a half, four feet. Three and yeah. a half, four That's how high his back was, not his head. So it was like huge. And the chiropractor, like without me, working on her beforehand would be like you know chasing him around trying to do an Mm -hmm. adjustment but by me working on him ahead of time and doing some uh, calming techniques which work the same on people a lot in the neck and the neck area you hit a lot of um like behind the occipitals that Mm -hmm. just pour in the endorphins that make you feel good and and relaxed and put you a little in la la land but by working on them beforehand, or sometimes we work together, like I'm doing calming things on the neck and shoulder area while she's working the hips, it works out, you know. And the same thing, like if a dog's not going to trust you, then I'm not going to fight that. You just go, no, this this isn't going to work now. It doesn't mean mm-hmm. it won't always work. It just means listen to the dog. Just like listen to people, listen to the client. <laughs> And for that dog owner whose dog does not seem receptive to massage but needs massage, take a step back, work with a trainer. Yes. And get that dog to a place where then it will accept being in the environment that it needs to be in for a massage. Right. And the same thing is a lot of times as a massage therapist, there's trainers that I work with too that I teach owners how to give massage to their dogs at home then they're more receptive to what they're learning from the dog trainer. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, dogs are just an incredible reflection of energy, energy in the moment, So and every moment can change. So just because it seems like they're crazy one moment means nothing. You know, it Mm -hmm. can change in a second. It's like knowing how to redirect Things like that. Anyway, so you learn a lot about energy by working with dogs. I mean, we learn that by working with people, but... With dogs, it's like, whoa, something just happened, you know? (laughs) Yes, they're so much better at being in the moment than we are, which sometimes is not a good thing, but most often it is a good thing, Yeah, being in the moment. And you can redirect. Yes. You can redirect, and because the energy changes as soon as you put it somewhere else. (laughs) Do you have any suggestions for dog owners who want to start giving massage therapy to their dog? Ideally, they would come to a professional for it, but maybe just to give some simple tips for home massage with a dog. Well, on an audio without a visual, it's a little harder. That's going to be challenging. (laughs) But um, one thing, like I can just say a simple thing, you know, like let's say your dog's frightened of storms. You know how they get, when Mm -hmm. they get nervous and excited or anxious, 
One thing that I do a lot is I place my whole hand along their spine or their back, and I just, but what I do is I pretend, or I envision that my hands are like a thunder coat. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm actually pressing on them and moving really slowly down their body, but as if I'm trying to ground them. Mm-hmm. And that, that works to a degree, so, and that can come in real handy. And another thing is to place your hand on their, over the heart, like the heart chakra, and just be sending calming things. Putting your hand under their chin is real, you know, like mm-hmm. it's real calming. And, of course, the ears and those occipitals, you know, there's that groove behind the ears that you can get in, and you just kind of feel like you're getting in there and just, and that kicks in endorphins, and those work really well. Another key is that your energy has to be the energy that you want from the dog. Yes. So if they're nervous about the storm and you go, oh, no, no, it's okay, it's okay, settle down, settle down. It's yeah. all right, just, just relax, just relax. That's not a calm energy, and the dog's <laughs> going to feed off of that. Right, yeah. You have to be calm. You have to be the calm, mm-hmm. and you have to you have to do the grounding. You've got to kind of insist on that and just feel like you're – so it's slow movement and very pressured, weighted, just the same way as like a thunder coat. Mm-hmm. It's like putting weight that, that swaddles them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're trying to do that with your hands. So that would be, that'd be an, a tip. Now, before the coronavirus, mm-hmm. we used to at, um, you know, we have our appointments at Stateline and or I can come to people's homes too. We don't have people come inside at the veterinarians mm-hmm. because everything is, you know, keeping it social distancing. But I used to teach owners how to do massage, and I still offer that. I can offer that in their homes or something. We will link to your websites in the description for this episode, so it'll be easy for people yes. to connect. And speaking of state line, Animal Hospital, it's a very progressive, holistic approach to animal care. So anyone who wants that holistic approach or even wants to compartmentalize it and just access any one of those treatment modalities. Right. And use them in combination with Western medicine. Mm -hmm. We need Western. It's not an either or, it's Mm -hmm. a both. And when is what appropriate? Sometimes you need an antibiotic. Right. So it's not like you're Mm -hmm. throwing it all out. And I love that combination. And you can do it more readily with animals sometimes than with people. That's State Line Animal Hospital. Yes, and in Leawood, again, in Leawood. Again, that will be linked in the description. Thank you so much for sharing your time with us, and hopefully, opening people's eyes to massage therapy for their dog and maybe even for themselves. Yes, yes. That <laughs> I don't know how I could get by without my massage therapy, and I know dogs would appreciate it probably even, even more. more. <laughs> They do. (laughs) Thank you, Liz, and we look forward to talking to you again soon. Great. Thank you so much. It was nice being here. I'm Phil Hatterman, and you've been listening to Dog Words, presented by Rosie Fund. Thank you to Liz Jeans and Destinato for joining us today. The description for this episode includes links to adogstouch.massagetherapy.com and to Stateline Animal Hospital and Holistic Health. Join us next time on Dog Words as author Ann Bossom shares the true exploits of Stubby the Dog in World War I. 
A big thank you to alternative string duo The Wires, featuring cellist Sasha Groshong and violinist Laurel Morgan Parks for playing the wonderful music you've heard on today's and previous episodes of Dog Words. Learn more about The Wires at thewires.info and download their music on iTunes. Also check out fiddlelife.com and learn to play fiddle and cello fiddle online from Laurel and Sasha, even if you've never played before. If you'd like to host a small and socially distant outdoor concert in your backyard or on your porch, please contact The Wires at thewiresduo at gmail.com. And as always, please download, subscribe, rate, and share dog words. This helps us with sponsorships, then Rosie Fund can help more dogs. Send us your comments, questions, and suggestions at rosiefund.org, and let us know if you would like to be a sponsor of the Dog Words podcast. Thank you for listening, and remember, we save each other. We save each other.